0: Good afternoon and welcome to Faith FM on this absolutely gorgeous and most delicious <laughs> Wednesday afternoon.
1: <laughs> it's delicious again. <laughs> and
0: here we are, Sharissa, my co-host and myself, Danny, and we are sharing with you live from the Wall's End Faith FM studio and it really is an amazing day today. The sun is mm-hmm. shining, the birds are singing, uh, our... Our producer, Liam, who we're going to find out a little in a little while, he's um, got some exciting news to share, so you do not want to go away. This will be one of the most exciting programs ever on Faith FM because of what Liam has to say. Amen. And, um, so so Liam, are you ready? You need to share something exciting with us. Well, anyway, folk, it's, it's great to have you on board. And so wherever you are listening from, whether you're driving in your car or you're at home or wherever you may be, just want to give you a very big warm welcome to Looking yeah. Up And this program is called Looking Up because we are preparing for the coming of Jesus. For Jesus said, when you see all these things come to pass, the crazy things that we have been seeing in 2020 in particular, look up because your redemption is drawing near. Amen. So once again today, we're going to be sharing um, the good news of salvation. We're going to be sharing hope and peace and, and how you can have meaning in life and in what is taking place around us. So today um, is our final program, Sharissa, of the year. For 2020. Yes, and 2020, what a mm-hmm. year it has been. And um, so we started off with our Faith FM program back in May. May 6 actually was our mm-hmm. first episode of Looking Up, Peter Watts and I. Mm-hmm. And today uh, we're going to be connecting with Peter. He's down in Tasmania. Yeah. And um, so uh, the borders are open and so we can <laughs> communicate with him via phone. <laughs> We've been struggling up until now. So anyway, we're going to connect with him. So um, make sure you're tuning in after four o'clock, after the four o'clock news, we're going to um, have a chat with Peter and just find out how he's doing Can't and, wait. and what he is up to. So that's going to be then. And in case you want to connect with us, um, I want to give you the phone numbers if you want to, if you have a question or a comment at any time during the program. 1-800-324-843. That's 1-800-324-843 or 0491-064-669. That's 0491-064-669. And if you want to, you want to find out what we have been sharing um, on Faith FM, looking up, since May you need to go to the Faith FM website faithfm.com.au go to the podcast section there looking up and you have them all there ready ready to go and you've got something to do over christmas <laughs> <laughs> and so so looking forward to having you join us today sit back and relax as we enjoy our first song for the afternoon
2: It's not just about the manger where the baby lay. It's not all about the angels who sang for Him that day. It's not all about the shepherds on the bright and shining star. It's not all about the wise men who traveled from afar. It's about the cross, it's about my sin, it's about how Jesus came to be born once so that we could be born again. It's about the stone that was rolled away so that you and I could have a life someday. It's about the cross. It's not just about the good things in this life I've done. It's not all about the treasures or the trophies that I've won. It's not about the righteousness that I find within. It's all about His precious blood that saved me. ¡Gracias! Yeah.
0: Welcome back to Faith FM. Looking up with Sharissa and Danny, and you have been listening to that beautiful song from the Ball Brothers. It's all about the cross, and indeed, Sharissa, you would agree with me. Indeed, it's all about the cross, isn't it?
1: It is indeed. We'd be nowhere without that.
0: So. Uh, that's right. And um, and this time of year, mm. as we are heading into Christmas,
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, people's focus and attention is more so on. On the cross and the Jesus. child of the cross and Jesus yeah. Christ, um, then then at other times of the year. So it's a very special time, isn't it?
1: It is indeed.
0: Yeah. So we're going to be tapping into that theme mm-hmm. of peace and goodwill today. What in a our great program. way to finish! <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So um, so today um, we want to begin by just yeah talking about things that are going on in our lives and um and so forth in the news and in particular. Um, we want to hear from Liam. It's his final, it's his final day here with us. He'll be here for maybe a little bit longer till the end of the year, but it's his final time with us here on Looking Up. So, Liam, firstly, we want to say a big, big, humongous
3: thank you to you. Oh, look, Danny, it's been an absolute pleasure this year working with yourself and Teresa. And way back when when Peter was here, it's it's been great. It's I've really enjoyed it.
0: Well, you have been a fantastic producer
3: and. Um, Look, I do my best. I do my best.
0: And I know that with people like me, you work under difficult circumstances. Oh,
3: listen, just sometimes it's, I tell you what, one thing that was a blessing about Theresa about leaving, I mean, sorry, about Peter leaving and Teresa coming was that Charissa's a little bit more up with the, with the know-how of all, how, you know, of how everything works. And um, I really appreciate it. So thank you, Charissa. Um It's been great having someone that is a bit more, you know, easy a to A bit hand. more in tune with the 21st oh, century. absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, I've got plenty of stories that I could tell about uh, my time with Danny um, and Peter. <laughs> Feel free to share. Um, oh, look, maybe I, when Peter comes on, maybe yeah. when Peter comes on, so that way he can hear. It indeed, also. indeed. Um, but no, I've re- in all seriousness though, I've really, really enjoyed listening to this show and being part of this show, and um, helping you out each week, and it's been an absolute pleasure. And um, yeah. So it hasn't been all penance. Oh, look.
1: (laughs) We're going to miss you, Liam. Yeah. It won't be the same.
3: (laughs) No,
0: Liam's a real character and, um, yeah, because I'm twice his age and some. um, Yeah. Yeah, he finds it interesting how I operate with the old pen and paper in particular. But, you know, those of you who are out there and you're, like, pushing 50 like me, Next year, I will be there. How scary is that, Sharissa? I'll be there. Um, Liam, don't go away just yet. We're not finished with you. We're not <laughs> finished with you. Okay, he needs to pop out for a moment, but he'll be back. And you know what? I've grown up with pen and paper. Yeah. I didn't grow up with a computer, I didn't grow up with a phone, mm-hmm. I didn't grow up with any gadgets like that. I grew up with pen and paper. And I remember how excited I was when I got my pen license. <laughs>
1: I remember that too. Did you, did you also yeah, get a? I, got one I don't know. Too. I don't know
0: if they do pen licenses anymore I at school. Know. If there's a school teacher out there, you may want to text us and tell us whether that's still the go. But I remember getting my pen license, and I was so excited. Um, did you ever get a pen license? I
3: didn't get a pen license. I um, I came. I, I started school <laughs> in grade in um, in Western Australia, and they didn't do that. And when I got to um, here to New South Wales, um, in grade five. They'd already gotten their pen licenses, so I sort of. So you went from pencil, pencil. I was I was writing unlicensed.
0: Oh, unbelievable!
3: <laughs> that should that should be a,
0: a three year jail term at least. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So anyway, well, Liam, um, tell us um, you you won't be hanging around here in this part of the world after this year. You are heading to to a sunnier territory, and for good reason. So I am indeed. You need to unpack for our re- our listeners. What good reason do you have to leave us?
3: Um, yeah, look, I, uh, it, I'm, I'm moving up to Brisbane um, and it's been, uh, it's, it's been a tough choice, but um, I love it here, but my, uh, my, my girlfriend's up oh, in, in Brisbane. Oh, I
0: knew it, I knew
3: it. And, um, calls. <laughs> as much as I love this place and working here with you guys, I do love her a little bit more. Wow. Uh, a lot more, actually. It's hard but to um, imagine. It's hard to imagine, but I'll believe you. <laughs> uh, but no, it's, um, yeah, it, it's just we're looking to take And what's
0: next... her name? What's this lovely young lady's name? Her name is Josie. Josie? Yes. Wow. So I had a next-door neighbour that was Josie that I grew up with in Melbourne, in the western suburbs. Very good. But it can't be her. <laughs> It'd because... be a different no, Josie. Yeah. I highly doubt it.
3: I highly doubt it. Um,
0: wow. So how long have you guys known each other for?
3: Um, oh, for five or six years now. so. Okay. Yeah.
0: So it's it, been a bit of a long
3: distance thing. Yeah, this, this past year she's been up in Brisbane I've been down here and um, we've been doing life that way. Mm. Um, Do
1: you think COVID helped speed that decision along a little bit?
3: Oh, I'd say so. Yeah. I would say with, so. With the
0: borders, eh? And mm. all yeah. Out. How did you find that with the borders? Did you try and sneak across?
3: <laughs> uh, look, <laughs> I, um, I may have gotten across once. With, with uh, look, let's just say it, it, I made it work. Yeah, he made it work. I, I, I think I <laughs> think that is a good, good way to answer that question. <laughs> yeah, because I'm, here I am
0: asking a question. You might have been going to jail rather than up to Brisbane after Christmas. That's the one. Look, just
3: <laughs> no. The uh, if there's any police opposition the premier. In sleep, I, um, I did my best. <laughs> the New South Wales.
0: The, apparently, the New South Wales premier did the wrong thing. Did she she really? was supposed to be in quarantine until her test results came through <laughs> and she was running around in Parliament doing other things. So if um, our New South Wales Premier can break the rules, then surely someone whose heart is breaking
1: yes.
3: beyond repair. There are has... a lot of
1: hearts just like oh. I did write world. a couple of
3: letters to, to Anastasia Palajane in did you? Queensland. Oh, yeah. Did she oh, respond? Yeah. Uh, she didn't, but one of her, her off-siders did. Oh, wow. And what, yeah. and what was the response? Basically, tough luck to deal with it. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, we get by. Okay. Um, but no, look this this past year it has been a little bit tricky. Um, we had planned on seeing each other a lot more. The whole year, yeah. I've I've seen her three times. Wow! Um, the whole year. The whole year. Oh, wow. well, since since the beginning of March, I started yeah, yeah, this yeah. job in March, yeah. and since then, um, I've only seen her three times. Wow. So, yeah, it's been a bit tough. Yeah, but um, been. but we're getting there. We're making it work, and um.
1: So she must be pretty excited.
3: Yeah, I think she is. Yeah. Um, you know, she misses me a lot and I miss her a lot. And, yeah, just looking to take the next step in our, in our lives together. Next step? Um, oh. in, in...
1: I think Liam's got all his steps planned. Listen. Oh,
3: sounds like it. Look, I've, I've got more steps planned than, than she knows. Oh, have mercy. Oh, yeah. Tell me, Danny, when you were, um, you know, courting your wife. Like um, in the
0: last century. In the last
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Last century. It was the last century. It was the last century. <laughs> How much did you have planned of that relationship like did you have how many steps did you have planned none or all of them
0: um, do you have another question <laughs> <laughs> let's just say let's just say let's just say. She was up in Brisbane. Yeah,
3: yeah. Oh. I was down
0: in Melbourne. So oh. I know this business yep. of the you can heart, heart, aching and breaking oh. and whatever oh, else. Oh, no, it's not I breaking, relate. but no, it is aching. No, no, I can, I, I can relate. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, I was, I, was, I was really poor because I'd been overseas for two years prior to meeting up with her, and she'd worked for five, six years and done the right thing and been responsible, where I'd just splurged all my money. I was like the prodigal son, <laughs> and she was like the good son back home in the story in Luke 15. Anyway... I was, I, was, I was so bad. I'm, I'm embarrassed to say this, but I will because you've kind of put me on the spot. I called her reverse charges. Oof. Because back then there was no talk forever and a day. There was, I mean, mobile phones were like, you know, cost an arm and a leg and everything cost a lot of money. And I didn't have money, so I'd call her literally reverse charges from the payphone. Look, you've got can to you do b- what you've got you to do. Have you ever
3: done that to Josie? I haven't called her from the payphone, but I have used. That the That was my
0: step. So my step was to get to the payphone. Hopefully, it was working, and hopefully, yeah. she would respond and accept my reverse charges call. Now, Sharissa can't believe what I've just said. In re-
3: how about in regards to taking the steps in your relationship? How did you? How much of those steps did you take?
0: I oh, look. I've got to say, I was. Was
3: there- that your decision, or was that your wife's decision?
0: Um, no, nah, I look. I think when I when I landed on her, I'm like. I'm a pretty dodgy character. There's no way I'm ever going to get a better offer than that. So this is my one and only opportunity. And so I just took it with both hands and I convinced her and pleaded with her that, you know, I was going to help develop her character for the kingdom. And so she said yes.
3: (laughs) Oh, congratulations. And I've met your wife. Praise the Lord. I've met your wife, Jasmine. She's a wonderful lady and um, she makes a mean brownie.
0: 25 years. 25 years. You've done well. She's been with me. and It's it's quite amazing. I mean... (laughs) You think COVID lockdown is a long time? Imagine being locked down with me for twenty five. Tell you minutes.
3: what, Jasna, if you're listening, um, this is a safe place. You can call us, contact us: 0491 669 or one eight hundred three two four eight four three. If you need help, do do call us. She we has
0: can... she has spent most of our life savings on counselling. Um, it's um, oh yeah, dear. So, you know, thankfully, the conference here offers counselling vouchers. Indeed, so I collect them from all the other ministers in the area. So <laughs> all the spare counselling vouchers, and I barely get through oh, a year tell you so, what anyway so I'm like look Liam we wish you all the best mate um, we wish you all the best and um, yeah look we'll we'll keep track of those next steps and um, yeah we we'll look forward to sharing with our listeners how you're doing and do you have any final word of wisdom from him Sharissa? because you know all about this long distance business I mean you went Hunting for, well, maybe not hunting. Not I the right was way. hunted. You were hunted. <laughs> All right, okay, okay. You were hunted by an American. Um, yeah. So, yeah. So do you have any, any advice for Liam? I mean, you're kind of, how long have you been married for?
1: Almost two years.
0: Almost two years. Okay, so what advice do you have for Liam as he's plunging into those all-important next steps?
1: Just take each step with prayer, Liam. Oh,
3: 100%. Because
1: we plan our lives and God has a different plan sometimes, but as you keep seeking his leading in each of the steps you plan and surrender each step to him you'll take those steps very securely. No,
3: thank you. I really appreciate that. And so far, so far, the Lord's been quite significant. I'm sure he'll be even more significant as we continue our relationship. Amen.
0: And if I could just have one final word, um, that scripture in Psalm, I can't think of, it might be Psalm 127 verse 1, unless the Lord builds the house, the laborers labor in vain. Mm. And I think that is in line with what Sharissa said. That's my bit of advice. Just allow the Lord to build
3: your relationship. Exactly. Amen. No, thank you very much for that, guys. I, I really, really do appreciate it. No worries. Well, thank, thank you, Liam. You.
0: And we'll have Liam go back in his most comfortable seat of producing <laughs> and uh, we'll we'll continue on with that. So we've got a few minutes before we uh, head to some music and then to the news. Charissa, what's been happening in, in your life this week?
1: Yeah, I was just trying to think what's, you know, sometimes the weeks get so busy you can't remember what happened. But yesterday I remember real well and I, we celebrate. Celebrated my dad's birthday yesterday. Oh, exciting. Yeah, it was exciting. So they came up from Sydney to visit us up here in Newcastle and we got to give him some Thai food and yeah, it was a it was a very special day. Gotta make the most of these moments.
0: Oh absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Anything else?
1: Um that's all I can think of right now. I think we're going to talk a little bit about another project that I've been working on with the, the team here, but we might get to that later. We may yeah. have
0: to get to that uh, a little bit later. Well, I'll just briefly share. I think we'll have some time. Um, yeah, sure. And yeah, as far as my week goes, uh, on Monday, my mm. dad lives up in Brisbane, mm-hmm. um, sort of north, north side there and he was struck by lightning. Wow. Uh, well, not, not directly struck by lightning, oh, but it good. was so close to him, it really rattled him, and like he felt like electricity going through him. Wow. And he sent me a text message on Monday night. <laughs> I was running a church board meeting, and after that, you know, I saw his text message and he said, you know, just along the way, call me if you can, if it's not too late. So uh-huh. I gave him a call and never sends me a text that late, and I'm like, what's up? And I said, are you okay? And he says, I think I am. And I'm like, what do you mean you think you are? And then he told me the story. So, yeah, near miss.
1: Wow. I mean,
0: he's he's down in Victoria. He's from Victoria. That's where we grew up. Mm. And we don't have these kind of electrical lightning storms that they do up in Brisbane. Mm -hmm. As Liam would know up in Queensland, they've got crazy electrical storms and you've got to get out of the way. So he was there pottering on his two-acre little hobby farm Mm. thinking, oh, yeah, it shouldn't be too bad and it's it's a little way away. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, before he knew it.
1: Praise it, God, he's okay.
0: So praise the Lord, he's okay. Because yeah. it would have been it would have been, yeah, obviously very different very, outcome. Yeah, a different outcome would have been a tragedy. And um, the yeah, and unfortunately, sadly, on Friday, uh, this past Friday, it was one year since my mum passed away. And um, Sorry. yeah, so that was really sad. It was a bit of a, yeah. a tough day, as you can as you can imagine. The first year anniversary is always mm. always tough. But you know what? As I was, you know, I listened to, I went for a bike ride. Uh, in the afternoon for a little bit, um, and then I listened to her favorite hymns. She mm. has like, like two hours of hymns that she would listen to. Wow! That you know are online these favorite hymns, and and so I listened to them while I was riding my bike. And um, and a number of them um, speak of the second coming. Mm. You know, the resurrection, the second coming, the blessed reunion, and um, yeah. so yeah, I was able to meditate on that. And you know, she was full of faith, and um, she was my spiritual mentor. Mm. Um, I I credit who I am today spiritually through her. She was wow. she was my spiritual mentor, so I was really, really blessed um, yeah, to have her in my life for almost 50 years mm. and looking forward to the day when I will look up and she will look up, <laughs> as the Scriptures say, and we'll see our Redeemer coming. Amen. Um, so that special, was that. Yeah. Um, and the previous day, mm-hmm. on last Thursday, mm-hmm. it was uh, the first birthday of my brand-new little Dog Gracie, wow, a tiny toy Cavoodle. Cavoodle. Oh, if only the listeners could see little <laughs> Gracie. Her name is Gracie. My wife named her, uh-huh. and um, she is just adorable. Yeah. Absolutely adorable. So yeah, it's interesting. She was born the day before my mum passed away. Mm. So we got her from Melbourne.
1: Wow! Believe
0: it or not. So, wow. Yeah. So that's quite amazing. God knew he did. He did. All right, we're gonna we're gonna do do some um, sharing on on a couple of programs after the news, but now sit back and uh, listen to Vince Gill, Oh, Come All Ye Faithful, and a beautiful song for this time of the year. Sit back and enjoy. Welcome back to Faith FM, great to have you here this afternoon and uh, we have our very special guest that we have been looking forward to for a number of weeks now since he left mm-hmm. the Faith FM studios, Sharissa. and you want to introduce who we have.
1: Yes, so we have Peter Watts joining us all the way from Tasmania.
0: Fantastic. Peter, can you hear us?
4: I can hear you, Danny. I hope you can
0: hear me. Yes, we can. We've we got the thumbs up. We've got the thumbs up. Liam? I just wanted
4: to let you know I'm still alive. I survived <laughs> the journey across the sea, and uh, we
0: are well and truly here in beautiful, breezy Tasmania. So your dinghy didn't, your, your, your dinghy didn't capsize? Well,
4: no. We, we, we thought about the
0: dinghy, but then we decided the spirit of Tasmania was probably a better best.
4: And uh, we were, yeah, amongst, uh, I guess, some of the first people to come across once the, uh, the gate opened. So we were fortunate enough that when we were planning to come here, uh, we were actually planning to leave around the 2nd of November to come from New South Wales down to uh, Tasmania. But um, the, the border was opening to New South Wales uh, on the 6th of November. So we came down, I think, on the 8th or the 9th.
0: Okay. okay. So you've been there basically a month.
4: Yeah, just about. Um
0: yeah, that's right. Uh, in fact, what is
4: it today? So, I think uh we yeah, we set foot on the te- I think we set foot on uh, Tasmanian soil on the 10th of this Dece- Dece- uh, Wow. 10th of November. Wow. So, yeah, we've been here a month, but it's been a great month. Um we've that we've packed a lot in. It feels like we've been here for months to be honest already. Wow. So
0: um so Marie's enjoying it?
4: Yeah, Marie's enjoying it and um we we've, we've uh settled into a a place um, in the Hobart area. And so, uh, yeah, we're just uh, getting used to it. We had, as I've mentioned before, um, we had come here before on vacation. Um, So we we knew a little bit about how uh, lovely Tasmania is. But, um, yeah, it's just, you know, we're we're, uh, very pleased that uh, we're getting to know the place a bit.
0: Fantastic. You were telling um, Sharissa and myself, and uh, Liam, off air before we went on, uh, your your high estimation of Tasmania. I mean, do you want to just sort of share with our listeners, and especially oh, our, well, Tassie, thinking... our Tassie our <laughs> listeners, this is where you turn your you turn your earphones right up. <laughs> well, see, I mean, it's it's kind of like. Uh,
4: you know, if you share a good thing, uh, you, you, you know, it's like one of these travel shows where they go to really remote places and say, look at this fantastic place. And then the following year, it's flooded with tourists and you can't move. Um, so so you wonder if you, you should say that. But, you know, when I came to Australia, because I, I was born in the UK and spent half my life there. And when I came to Australia, I, I, I sort of uh, I used to say Australia is the world's best kept secret <laughs> because uh, it's just a fantastic place and has a relatively low population for the size of the country. Um, And it's just got, you know, I I talk about Australia in terms of just how fantastic it is in terms of all the different, you know, you've got all the different climates. You know, you can go to the snow, you can go to the beach, you can go to the bush, you can go to the desert. Um, You know, you've got arable land, you've got rainforests, you've got all sorts of Mm. different features in Australia um, and a great climate and so forth but if if australia is the world's best kept secret then i think tasmania is australia's best kept secret um because we've really enjoyed That's being a big call. there that that is a big yeah well it probably is i mean we've been you know uh, i've traveled to most of the states in in uh in australia um you know i started over in wa and we've been up to queensland new south wales victoria and uh, south australia so um it's Yeah, we, we, just, uh, we just think it's a great place. So um, if anybody wants to come and uh, come for a holiday, <laughs> I recommend it.
0: Fantastic. And so tell us, um, uh, what will you be doing there in Tasmania? Yeah, well,
4: see, I guess, uh, you know, for our listeners, you know, this has been probably one of the strangest years in their life, maybe the strangest year of their life. It certainly has been for me. And uh, we will be, I guess, helping people find the meaning of life, which for us, of course, is Jesus Christ. Um, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Mm-hmm. And so we'll be, uh, we'll be sharing that with people and giving them hope for the future because people look at the world and think, what's next? What's going to happen next? And how do we, how do we uh, survive living on planet Earth? And, um, you know, what hope is there for the future? And, you know, I, I think uh, we'll, we'll be sharing um, encouraging messages from the Bible about how people can find meaning in their own life, um, but also meaning for the future and a hope for the future. And I'm going to be looking after a, a couple of churches down here and uh, also doing some evangelistic work around the island at various places. So from time to time, I'll get to travel to, to different areas of Tasmania, uh, appreciate its beauty, and a part of that appreciation of its beauty will be its people. Mm. and, um, you know, sharing sharing the good news because uh, we hear a lot of bad news and we've heard a lot of bad news this uh, this year. Mm. But, uh, you know, the the good news is that God has got good news to share Amen. and uh, we want to share that with people of Tasmania. Mm. Charissa,
1: well, do
0: you have anything to…
1: I want to ask a question to go you. Go for it, go for it. So I'm just wondering, um, what's the weather like down there?
0: okay well
4: it's it's, uh, <laughs> yeah, is it cold or
1: it, it, it's a bit like 2020
4: it's changeable <laughs> uh, so, so um yeah there's uh you know there's uh, quite you, you often get wind windy days and uh that changes the weather of course because uh it brings the clouds but then it shoozes the clouds away so we're of course coming into the summer season um and so you know it's uh plenty mild enough at the moment i mean Um, My wife and I, we go for a walk for an hour every morning, Mm. and we found a nice little hill to uh, climb, so that gives us a little bit of uh, exercise as we climb that each day. But the weather's great down here. We we, uh, just visited some um, people that we had actually known on the mainland, and we visited with them, and they were showing us pictures of their place in the snow last winter. Mm. So that'll be a nice change for us too, because Mm. uh, where we were in New South Wales, where we were, uh, we, we... I haven't seen snow. I haven't seen real snow for years, so Mm. that'll be interesting to do. And I I do, you know, coming from the Northern Hemisphere too, I appreciate a four-season climate, and uh, we've certainly got that here.
0: Mm. Mm. Now, Tassie's a great place, and I've I've only been there once. I've Uh, never been. Yeah, I know. A lot of Australians have never been to Tassie, but – I think every Australian ought to go to Tassie. Mm. Um, not this week. No, not this <laughs> week. <laughs> but um, I remember going there. I spent I think three, four or five days there um, just for a weekend, and I remember just really being taken back by by the beauty of the place. Uh, it really is a beautiful place. Also, you know, sparsely populated. Reminded me a lot of uh, South New Zealand. You know, South Island, and I lived in New Zealand for six years, and we toured around the South Island for a few weeks, and it reminded me a lot of the South Island of New Zealand. Just a beautiful place. For me, the less people, the better, uh, mm-hmm. as long as as long as there's obviously you know, people to be able to share the good news of the gospel with, but yeah, I'm not a big fan of you know, big cities. I grew me up in too. Melbourne, but yeah, not a big fan of it.
1: That's why I like Newcastle, because I grew up in Sydney. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, wow. So, Peter, um, yeah, we've got a bit of time left. And um, what, you know, you, you've, you've talked about, you know, 2020 being a crazy year, and that's not news to any of us. Um, it certainly has been a tumultuous uh, year. Yeah. Those of us who haven't lived through World War II, um, it's probably, yeah, probably the, the roughest and toughest and craziest year that we've, that we've had. This week, um, this week's Time magazine. I received it in the letterbox just before I left home. It was in the letterbox, uh, and this is the the front, the front cover. It's got two twenty. The headline, the headline, the headline on the front cover. So this is the uh, December fourteen um, edition, twenty twenty, and it's got twenty twenty on the front cover with a big red cross mm. um, over twenty twenty. And below it, the worst year ever. The worst year ever. Now, yeah, obviously it's been a tough year. But from a prophetic point of view, um, Peter, you and I, you know, spent many months uh, looking at the prophetic implications of COVID nineteen and how that has impacted uh, absolutely every area of our lives. What are some what are some huge prophetic um, implications from twenty twenty that you have taken out of this year as you look back? yeah well Danny as you say
4: it's been a, a year like no other and you know I, you talk about people who lived through the second world war because we didn't have, didn't have bombs dropping on us or anything but I think that it, it was uh it was vastly different in, in in you know lots of other ways particularly in the restrictions on movements just the physical restrictions on touching people and stuff like that you know you kind of you know you, you sort of hesitate to shake people's hands now and all that kind of thing. But um, I think in terms of lessons from 2020, if we read the Bible, we recognize that uh, the events surrounding the end of the world and the second coming of Christ, it's pretty chaotic. Yeah. Um, and and as much as Jesus comes, you know, he's, he came the first time to die for our sins to save us from sin um, because, you know, we are in need of salvation spiritually. But uh, when he comes at the end, too, he's coming to f- save us physically, too, mm-hmm. um, because the world will be falling apart. So some of the lessons I've taken from 2020 is, number one, um, the world can change rapidly. Mm-hmm. Um, Amen. You know, if you go back to you wind the clock back 12 months, you know, we would have been uh, looking forward to Christmas, having no idea about what was just around the corner. And um, I, I think that that's just an important lesson for us. Whatever you think the world's going to be next year, you know, you may have to think again, we, we should expect the unexpected because uh, the world can change rapidly. And uh, that that's one, one lesson I think we should take from from this whole crisis is that um, the scenario depicted in the book of Revelation uh, and other places in the Bible in regards to the, the second coming will come to pass. Mm. It may look like sometimes that it's not going to be that way, But we've learned this year for sure that the world can change in a moment. Mm. And so uh, that's my first lesson is the world can change rapidly Mm -hmm. uh, in a very short period of time. The second point I would, you know, I guess the second lesson I would take from 2020 is crisis reveals character. Mm. I like that. Crisis reveals character because, you know, as the crisis unfolded and it became evident that people were going to be locked down and they weren't maybe going to be able to go to the grocery store as often as they they wanted to and people began panic buying and so forth. It was interesting to me, you have a contrast because on the one hand, you had people who were panic buying and others who were even fighting over certain items. Like toilet paper. Yeah, and then on the other hand, you had people giving those things away. Mm. And, you know, I think that that said volumes to me, I, I, I know of people who were doing that in, in the same instance. So you've got people who are mm. scrapping over things at the supermarket while there are other people out giving to people who were in need. And to me, uh, that that was one, you know, just little slice of the way in which uh, the crisis revealed character. And I think that I guess the point of that is, we need to take the time to build a relationship with God, which is going to build our character. If we want mm. a character like Christ, we need to look to Christ, and we need to do that on a daily basis. And, wow. Uh, we, because when the crisis comes, that's not a time to to start preparing. Mm. You know, you, you train before the Olympics. You don't start training when the Olympics <laughs> arrives. Um, and so I think, uh, yeah, crisis reveals character. I think that's a an important lesson for me from 2020. A third one is take notice of the signs.
5: Mm-hmm.
4: You know, when we were driving down here, we got off the uh, the boat at Devonport and we began the journey through Tasmania to the south, which is where Hobart is, and uh, we had to keep an eye on the signs because if we didn't keep an eye on the signs, we'd get lost. <laughs> and uh, to me... Uh, one of the other lessons from 2020 is, is take notice of the signs. Uh, the coronavirus, uh, you know, we had this conversation, Danny, on Faith FM in the uh, first episodes of looking up. You know, people were saying, is this the end of the world? And, uh, you know, we said, no, this is it's not the end of the world, but it is a sign of the times. And, um, you know, God is bringing uh, events to a close. that He doesn't cause the drought, but he is allowing the dramas to, I guess, um, notify the world that things are not normal, things are not as they, they used to be. And um, I think, you know, take notice of the signs because mm. Jesus is coming soon. And the, the last one I okay. would have, you've got, I guess, You've
0: only got 30 seconds for this one, Pete. Here's the 30
4: seconds. That's all I need. <laughs> here's the 30 seconds. It's, it's uh, seek the Lord while he may be found. Mm. Amen. And that's from Isaiah 55, verse 6. Seek the Lord while he may be found. God has given us this opportunity to recognize that things aren't going to be the same forever. Mm. Seek the Lord while he may be found.
0: Well, thank you so much, Peter. That's been tremendous to to connect with you. And, um, yeah, hopefully we can connect with you again next year. It would be lovely for you to jump on. and um, Yeah, let's see what can happen. Yeah, give us a few insights and uh, share with us. So really appreciate your time. Give our love to Marie. We wish you all the best, mate. And, um, yeah, great to have you on Faith FM looking up and you continue to encourage doing that. So we're going to sit back now. We're going to listen to this beautiful song, Angels, and we'll come back in just a moment.
6: Angels from the realms of glory wing your flight o'er all the earth Ye who
2: sing creation stories I'll proclaim Messiah's birth.
0: Welcome back to Faith FM and Looking Up and what a crescendo to that beautiful song, Sharissa. Ah, I loved it. That was awesome. That really was um, just a beautiful song. And uh, that was Angels from the Realms of Glory by The Piano Guys, David Ashelit and Peter Hollins. I think I might have butchered David's <laughs> surname, but that's okay. Um, hope he wasn't listening. <laughs> but anyway, just a beautiful song, just an absolutely beautiful song. And it's that time of year, a um, couple of weeks to go before mm. December 25. Mm hmm. And, uh, yeah, I guess the shopping centres are getting busier and busier.
1: Starting to play um, familiar tunes.
0: They are. <laughs> um, I don't know about you, Sharissa, but I'm extremely allergic to shopping centres. <laughs> are you? At the best of times. I'm not allergic. <laughs> I was allergic to go to the shopping centres during COVID when there was no one in the shops, when all the shops were closed. Oh, wow. I'm just allergic. I just get like... I just get anxiety <laughs> when I go to the shops. I'd rather be out on my mountain bike and um, yeah. you know, doing laps around a wobber in the bush. I wish so, I had your problem. <laughs> <laughs> so tell me. So, what do you do over, over this period? Do you hit the Christmas? shops?
1: I do actually. So, you one do. time of year, I like to shop, catch okay. the specials. But I always usually like to try and visit my grandparents, okay. which are on the Gold Coast. So, mm-hmm. we'll see. We we'll hope to get up there.
0: Okay, you and Justin.
1: Justin and I and my parents and my sister and okay. yeah, visit of a, visit, our, visit our family up there. Oh,
0: that would be nice. Yeah. And um and I think that's really special at mm. this time of year um, to to have that opportunity because I mean life's been pretty busy.
1: Yeah, and we would have actually been spending this Christmas in in, in America. Oh, wow. But covid changed that plans. So. It <laughs>
0: indeed has. It indeed has. Yeah. So, well look, you know what, uh, people are not traveling obviously overseas, mm-hmm. uh, but they're able to spend time with one another mm. so the upside to that has been yeah people spending time with family That's and right. I think everyone's going to be here now no one's <laughs> no one's going away because yeah. I have I have um, a brother in well two brother-in-laws um, and I've got a sister up north and often over Christmas they head off so we go up to Brisbane, where my family and my wife's family is, and we catch some of our family because someone's gone to Canada skiing, you know, in the wow. winter or whatever. Now so you
1: catch them all. Now they're all.
0: Now they're all there, so they're like, oh, we've got to put up with Danny. We can't get away from him at Christmas.
1: What a blessing.
0: <laughs> so um, yeah, well, we're going to talk a little bit about Christmas um, mm-hmm. later on. However, uh, we, we do want to highlight there's a very special Christmas-focused um, online program mm-hmm. coming up. We had, we've had a couple of series already. We had The End series, which people can um, view. It's, it's online, The End series. That was 24 parts, mm-hmm. just looking at various Bible messages uh, right. from the Bible to prepare people for the coming of Jesus. Then there was a nine-part Uh, series on America in Prophecy, America and the End. And, you know, you were part of those two uh, series. There is another one coming up for Christmas. Tell us all about it.
1: Yeah, I'm really excited about this one. It's a very special series. It's a three-part series. They're getting progressively so, shorter. Twenty-four, nine, three. 24,
0: <laughs> 3. Yeah,
1: 3. And it's entitled He Is The One. Uh, it's going to be premiering on the 15th, 16th, and 17th of December each evening at 7.30 p.m., and the exciting thing is if you're interested in tuning in and hearing about this presentation, it's the same website as all the others. Oh, fantastic. So, easy to remember, digital. And this series is going to be answering a couple of questions. But first of all, what's the big deal about the birth of Jesus? Why is his birth so important? Uh, then we're going to look at an incredible prophecy, many prophecies actually. We're going to look at many prophecies from the ancient scriptures that tell us who Jesus was, an incredible prophecy in the book of Daniel, especially Daniel chapter nine. And uh, finishing off with this trilemma, is Jesus lunatic, liar or Lord? It's very important that you know the answer. At least you have an answer to that question because Jesus, it matters. If he is who he claimed to be, your answer to that question is extremely important.
0: It'll determine your eternity. That's right. So that that begins in, I guess, just over a week.
1: Yeah, this. Yeah. Next week. Yeah, next week. Next week. Yeah. I mean, just, <laughs> when you put it like that, yeah, yeah it's soon. Uh,
0: <laughs> next week. So, um, and what day would the fifteenth be?
1: So I believe that's Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday okay. next week.
0: Okay, so next Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. So the end dot digital mm-hmm. is where you'll find that, and that's where the previous two. Um, series can be found also America in the End as well as The End. Mm-hmm. Um, so, plenty of good viewing mm-hmm. over the holiday period. That's right. You know, people are finishing up work for a week or two or more, mm-hmm. and uh, the days are long. So, great opportunity to enjoy enjoy some enjoy some wonderful spiritual food so you can put netflix on hold for a little bit and um, and enjoy some great spiritual food
1: sounds like a plan good idea
0: so you are one of the presenters yes uh, the
1: same presenters actually as the America and the NCAA. Okay. Yeah.
0: So Lyle and Justin. We we'll each and do yourself. one, yeah. Okay, fantastic. So I won't yeah. tell you which one. Okay. <laughs> Gotta have right. some surprise. Yeah, to be some <laughs> surprise. So anyway. So you'll look forward to that and that's at seven Seven thirty in the evening. Will it be a Q and A this time? No Q and A, no Q and A, okay.
1: Yeah. Just simple. Premiering event.
0: Okay, yeah. and, and how long do the episodes? Half hour. Half an hour. Okay, so 30 minutes, nice and short to the point, and, uh, yeah, people will be blessed. So so that's that, folks. So share the word. Go to the um, Share the link with your family, friends, neighbours, and uh, get the word out. Mm-hmm. So that's wonderful. All right, now what we want to talk about um, is a little of what's been going on what's been going on around us uh, before we plunge into a bit of an overview of what we have been looking at um, since the beginning of May, as I pointed out earlier, in case some of our listeners have just joined us in the last little bit, a big warm welcome to you. We shared at the very beginning of the program that Looking Up has uh, been going now since May, Mm. May 6th is when we began this program and we were asked, Peter and I initially, and Sharissa has come on board, of course, because Peter has gone down south to encourage people to look up down there and they need to because they're at <laughs> the bottom of Tasmania.
1: It was so oh! good to hear from him, Bill. <laughs> that was a good oh! one. That How was... did I miss that one,
0: Sharissa? <laughs>
1: I'm like, are you Hopefully encouraging people down one. there
0: to look up? Peter, if you're listening, <laughs> oh, man, my pun, my joke was just too late. Anyway. Such is life.
1: That was a good one.
0: Probably just as well he missed out on that one. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, we have been focusing our attention on on taking a look at what's going on in the world, not just COVID, but but everything related to to world events and how that relates to the everlasting gospel that Jesus said needs to go to the whole world, and in particular how that relates to the Book of Revelation and especially how that relates to what we have discovered is God's final message of love to the world to be found in Revelation 14 verses 6 to 12. Mm-hmm. So we've been unpacking that um, since May. and we,
1: There's a lot in there. <laughs> there, isn't is there?
0: Lot in there. <laughs> there is a lot in there. There is a lot in there. And today we're going to simply give an overview of that and then we're going to uh, plunge into uh, this theme of peace mm. Peace and goodwill. We're heading to Christmas, so we want to take a look at the Christmas story um, today as we go. So today's a bit of a wrap-up and, and uh, just a message of, of hope. Now, we want to take a look at what's been taking place um, yeah, just in, uh, in, in, in the news and in particular as it affects uh, Christianity mm-hmm. and uh, religious liberty.
1: Yeah, there's some very shocking things happening.
0: So, Do you want to, do you want to start us I off? I can
1: probably launch it off and yeah, you might have to it. fill in the details. But yeah, just last week I think I was made aware of the fact that in Victoria there's a bill on the table that they're discussing um, which could see praying for people being made a crime, punishable with either 10 years of imprisonment or $500,000 as a fine. Um, yeah i 'll let you fill in the details that 's the overall view but
0: okay well it 's in the context of uh, uh, gay conversion right. um, therapies uh, that have been around for some time, and uh, the government is mindful that that harm has been done and it, and it has been done by by not just religious individuals, leaders, and um, those who are not leaders, but also medical practitioners mm. who have been involved in utilising methods um, in their counselling or, or, or in their spiritual activities that have been harmful to individuals that have come for help and assistance and counsel. And so the government, Queensland, first of all, um, made a law mm. which they have put in place, but it specifically it specifically targets uh, medical practitioners. Mm-hmm. It doesn't, it doesn't uh, really um, have anything to say to the religious establishment. However, this law in Victoria, um, I can't exactly remember the name of the law. Do you remember what I the name was... of the law is? Maybe you'll find it as I'm, yep. as I'm sharing. But anyway, uh, the, the, troubling, the troubling matter here is that this law... Um, As it stands, as it's been drafted by the Premier, Daniel Andrews, and the the Attorney General who are are supportive and behind this law, this bill, it will have a huge impact on the ability of individuals who who have a religious persuasion to even be able to pray Mm. for individuals that come to them. So it's not you chasing someone. But it's someone coming to you for assistance, um, for counsel, maybe wanting to know what the Bible has to say, or even on...
1: asking you to pray for yeah, them. Yeah,
0: exactly. So, and that—that that is really at the very foundation of religious liberty.
1: Oh. Yeah, it's, I think, the most shocking law I've ever heard of in Australia. We've
0: never had anything like this before in Australia.
1: And the actual wording of the title of it, it's called the Change or Suppression Conversion Practices Prohibition Bill. That's the title. It's
0: a bit of a mouthful. Do you want to just just repeat that? Because some of our listeners may want to Google it and check it out for themselves. Okay, so
1: the Change or Suppression (brackets) Conversion Practices Prohibition Bill.
0: Wow. So, yeah... There, there. There's a number of things, and let's and look. I don't know where you stand, Sharissa, You can you can answer for yourself. But I am against people um, receiving manipulative methods, coercive methods um, for for any of for course. any reason for any reason. I agreed. Um, so no one has a right to do that because you know we've been talking uh, over and over again that God is a God of love. He's a God that offers freedom of choice. God doesn't manipulate. Uh, God doesn't force. Mm-hmm. Uh, the enemy does that. Uh, God doesn't use any um, underhand tactics. He doesn't use deception in any way. God only shares the truth in love and then invites people to make a choice.
1: Amen. I was thinking too about this. Is Obviously, the government really believes in the power of prayer. <laughs> To make it a crime to pray, like they actually think it'll work, <laughs> so um yeah, that's a positive way of looking at it, but otherwise it's a very scary thing to be thinking that that's the way things are right now
0: yeah, it is and it's... even
1: if it doesn't pass, the very fact that it 's come to the table yeah. means it'll probably come back
0: mm. Mm. absolutely, and there's a number of uh there's a number of um christian Organisations, denominations that are very much against uh, this bill and it's being seen as you know one of the most dangerous uh, religious discrimination bills, well the most dangerous religious discrimination bill that has been tabled in Australia. Mm-hmm. That's how it's been termed by, by many of our Christian religious leaders here in Australia.
1: Yeah, We need to be praying for our government as they make decisions at this time which could affect us and will affect us.
0: We certainly do need to be praying. And if I could just read, if I could just see this, if I could just read uh, what one religious leader had to say, and I think this really sums it up well. He says, If asking people to refrain from this kind of harmful practice is somehow the biggest threat to religious freedom, then it is even more evidence of why this bill is needed. Okay. This is what one person here is saying. Actually, this is not um, a religious leader. This is um, an individual who is from an advocacy group for the LGBTIQ community. And so they are saying that if we feel threatened as Christians uh, by this bill, that means it's really needed. Mm. That means it's really needed. So... Yes, unfortunately, um, unfortunately, it is something that, it is something that is very, very alarming, and we're not really quite sure where it's going to go mm-hmm. and uh, where it's going to end up. So that's that's that, and um, yeah, we need to keep this matter in prayer. And we need to pray that, that God will have his hand um, over this and that this bill will certainly not pass because I cannot imagine, I cannot imagine uh, as a minister or even as a Christian uh, not being able to pray with someone regardless of, of what the issue is, regardless. Mm. matters not uh, that I'm not able to pray with them and for them. Yeah.
1: It reminds me of the story of Daniel, too. Yes.
0: Oh, wow. Do you want, do you want to elaborate on that? Yeah. That's a good point. I, come, I didn't think about that. Maybe we should
1: come back to that. uh
0: Welcome back. Hope you enjoyed that beautiful song and we are continuing on our our journey taking a look at this uh, very dangerous mm. legislation that has come out. And I was looking for a statement I couldn't I couldn't get my couldn't put my finger on it earlier but I found it a really really good statement here from from a prominent uh, religious leader by the name of uh, Peter Mensoli. Mm-hmm. He's a Catholic Archbishop of Melbourne. So he's a well-respected uh, leader within his faith community. And uh, this is what he has to say regarding the law. And I think this is very insightful. He says, most mainstream Christian churches reject, and this is what I was saying earlier, reject coercive practices or activities that do harm to LGBT people. And we and we're ready to work with government to find ways of ensuring that people are protected. But the bill goes well and truly beyond that. He says, he goes on and he says, Under the reforms, anyone found trying to suppress or change another person's sexuality or gender identity faces up to 10 years jail or fines of almost $10,000 if it can be proved that their actions caused serious injury. Now, he goes on and he says, Who I pray to, how I pray, what I pray for, and most particularly who I pray with is not of concern to any government. And I think that's very well stated. Mm. So he's saying what we're saying. You know, We're not in favor of using coercion. And I said that at the very beginning before I even read this statement uh, because God's not in favor of that. However, God is very much... Um, in favor of, and the Bible teaches us, to repent. And uh, whatever it is, whatever practice it is, be it a, a sexual practice that we're involved in that's not part of God's plan and God's will, or or or, or otherwise, whatever it is, um, the Bible is very clear from beginning to end, God invites us to repent. And that word repent means to turn around. It means to change the way you think and act. It means to, to take on board the plans and, That God has for your life, which are the best plans. And, you know, we have to repent on a daily basis. I know I do. I'm sure you do too. We all do because we're all sinners. And so, yeah, it's very alarming from that point of view. I don't know if you want to add anything else to this, Charissa
1: Just before the break happened, I was Hmm. just thinking about how similar this is to another story in the Bible in Daniel chapter 6, where the king, Darius, under the counsel of his counselors, on the advisement of his counselors, rather, made a decree that no one could pray to any god but himself for 30 days. It was interestingly a law that involved prayer. Mm. And, um, of course, Daniel, at that time, when the law of man conflicts with the law of God, you know, he puts God first always. That's the consistent theme and characteristic of his life. He didn't let that stop him talking to God, and he continued to pray. And that's why he was thrown in the lion's den. Mm. But God delivered him in that lion's den. That's a story that comes to mind as I think about this. It's an amazing thing to think that we are even facing something so wow. similar. But, um, yeah, we should be praying that God give us wisdom in these times on how to move forward. And
0: You know, I, I really haven't thought of that story, but the, the similarities are just incredible. Mm. You know, it's, it's literally a carbon copy. It is. A carbon copy, and the Bible says that Daniel opened his windows mm-hmm. as as was his custom, and he looked toward Jerusalem. And in the open, for everyone to see, as was his custom, he prayed three times a day: yeah. morning, noon, and night. And you know, as I think of Daniel, I don't know about you, Charissa, but as I think of Daniel, uh, if this law does go through in Victoria and possibly elsewhere, we're here in New South Wales. Mm-hmm. Um, even though, yeah, the law the law does impact um, other states. But I pray that I'll have the the same fortitude, the same holy boldness as Daniel mm-hmm. did. That if someone came to me from the LGBTIQ community and wanted prayer and wanted to find out what God's plan was for their lives, and they wanted to commit their life to Christ, they wanted to yeah, they wanted to be a disciple of Jesus Christ and find out what that entails and 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 how they could move in that direction, and if part of repentance for them was to change the way they live, the way they act, the way they think, I pray that I would be willing, by God's grace, to take them on that journey. Amen. Come, you know, yeah. come what may. Yeah. Um, and the jail, that... jail. What was it? Jail for ten years?
1: Yeah, or five hundred thousand uh, oh, no,
0: dollars. No, no, no. Yeah, no, ten years jail 10 or years a jail. fine of almost up to ten thousand dollars. I mean, oh, ten thousand. <laughs> yeah. So, um, or, or possibly both. So. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. And look, it's interesting, Sharissa, because we've been talking about this and maybe this is a sort of a good segue for us to um, to, to look to wrap up these three angels' messages. But the three angels' messages are all about um, God sharing his truth with us. That's the first angel's message. Yeah. Um, God exposing Satan's lies, which is the second angel's message. And the third angel's message is it's your choice. Mm-hmm. So in the end, every single man, woman and child will have the opportunity to choose who they will worship. And the big issue at the end of time, as we have discovered from Revelation over and over again, is worship. And allegiance and prayer Mm. and praise is very much part of that.
1: Yeah, that's a good point. I love how you summarise that. And just thinking about that choice, as you read about what, is around or surrounding that choice in the previous chapter, chapter thirteen? Uh. We see it's not going to be a choice like "I want that ice cream," and you know it's it's going to be a choice that is life and death um, at the end of time. You'll be threatened if you if you don't take the mark of the beast. Mm. You will be threatened with death, and uh, I guess in light of that epic choice that is highlighted at the end. The best thing that we can all be doing and our listeners and you and I is to daily be making that choice to follow Jesus day by day because when the storm comes, when the winds blow, will be like... That house that's already built on the rock, mm. Jesus Christ, we won't crumble because character. As I think Peter was Peter, actually, Peter yeah, Peter was, was a good point.
0: Crisis reveals character. Yes, I think that was so well put. It's
1: never character is never built in a crisis; it's revealed in a mm. crisis. And there's a storm coming. There that's is what the three angels tells us.
0: It does, yeah. So the Bible very clearly tells us, and um, yeah, we're not we're not politically correct um, here on this program. We seek to be biblically correct. Um, and that's all that really matters at the end of the day. And the Bible is absolutely crystal clear. The Book of Revelation, in fact, says there's a crisis coming upon the world that's going to make COVID look like a picnic in the park. Really, <laughs> yeah, it's going true. to make it's, it's going to make COVID look like a non-event mm. compared to what is coming down the track. Now, I personally believe that uh, what we've experienced this year and what in the lead up to this year, but in particular this year, is setting is setting the stage. For that final worship war, I personally believe that, based on a lot of things that we've talked about in the past, that we have seen, be it in the economy, yeah. be it in the environment, or as you put it, you know, economy, equality, um, ecology. Ecology, I like that. The three <laughs> E's, and yeah. um, so you know, the world is is being brought to a point of 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 decision as far as where are we going to head as a world. Mm. And so everyone's being invited to get on the same on the same page, you know, on the same boat. So it's like one one person said, it's either one world or none, mm. you know. So this new world order that is on the horizon, and it's not just it's not just a conspiracy. Um, the Bible speaks of a new world order mm. where where religious liberties will be taken away from us. And I believe this is the beginning. And I'm sure there's going to be a reaction to this, um, which there always is. And it's going to be interesting to see um, where things go from here. But this this tension between those who want to follow God's ways and God's will and live in harmony with his word, this tension between them and those who are anti-God or anti-living uh, in harmony with the scriptures um, is just growing and it's deepening and it's... And and we can see it's going to come to a climax. Mm, so true. So um, yeah, it's it's really interesting the times we're living in. And now, folk, um, yeah, we, we want to take a look at we want to take a look at this Christmas story. We're going to start it off now, and um, then after the news, we're going to look to finish it up. And so we we have we have a question um, that has come through. <laughs> I can see, thanks to Liam, he's put it up here, and. Uh, Maybe you want to read it for us. Or is it a comment or a question?
1: I'll read it. It looks like a question and comment. says, Hi, in the Looking Up Afternoon program, they were talking about a law trying to be passed in Victorian government by Daniel Andrews, etc. Could you please share with me the correct title of the law? God bless Lynn. Uh, Thank you for that question, Lynn.
0: Okay, so Sharissa's busy looking it up now. She's Googling Googling it and, um, yeah, it's a very interesting read. Do you have it there, Sharissa?
1: I have the short version of it here. It's the conversion bill and, yeah, I can't remember the the longer version I read but, yeah.
0: The conversion bill. So, yeah, I think if you just, uh, Lynn and whoever else is interested, if you just uh, Google uh, the conversion uh, bill, Yep. Victoria 2020, it'll come up. Um, there's a number of news websites. Yeah. I mean, a, a number of news websites have been carrying uh, this since it was introduced, so there's a lot of commentary on it.
1: Yeah, and if you Google uh, law in Victoria um, making prayer a crime, it'll come up as well. Yeah,
0: exactly. So, yeah, just just throw those words into Google and I'm sure that'll help. And Google's really helpful, isn't it, like that? Oh, it is. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. So... Um, it's, it's interesting because, you know, the world is uh, really focused on peace and especially this time of year. And uh, the Bible the Bible says that Jesus is the Prince of Peace, Amen. Isaiah 9, six.
3: Mm-hmm. So we're
0: going to open up our scriptures. We've, we've shared a lot of commentary. We've done some interviews. Uh, we've had a different kind of show today. Um, and now for the remainder of our program, we want to take a look at a Christmas story. So we've got about... 15-20 minutes or so and we want to do that so you may have your Bibles and you may want to uh, turn with us to Luke chapter 2 Luke chapter 2 and we're going to read through the Christmas story and I'm I'm just going to invite Sharissa, she's got a lovely voice and she's going to read through uh, Luke chapter 2 from verse 1 all the way through to verse 20 so
1: all right. go for it Sharissa. <laughs> all right who was with child? So it was that while they were there, the days were completed for her to be delivered. And she brought forth her firstborn son, and wrapped him in swaddling cloths, and laid him in a manger, because there was no room for them in the inn. Now there were in the same country shepherds living out in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. And behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were greatly afraid. Then the angel said to to them do not be afraid for behold I bring you good tidings of great joy which will be to all people for there is born to you this day in the city of David a savior who is Christ the Lord and this will be the sign to you you will find a babe wrapped in swaddling cloths lying in a manger and suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying glory to God in the highest and on earth peace and goodwill toward men so it was when the angels had had gone away from them into heaven that the shepherds said one to another let us now go to bethlehem and see this thing that has come to pass which the lord has made known to us and they came with haste and found mary and joseph and the babe lying in a manger now when they had seen him they made widely known the saying which was told them concerning this child and all those who heard it marveled at those things which were told them by the shepherds. But Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. Then the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen as it was told them.
0: And I say a hearty Amen. Amen. Thank you, Sharissa. Very well read. I love Luke's rendition Thank of you. the Christmas story. He just goes through the whole thing you know, in those 20 verses. And when we come back... After the news, we're going to unpack some powerful lessons from the Christmas story. I've got a few, and you may have a few, and so I want to give you an opportunity, folk, just to just to meditate on these words um, during the news. Maybe switch the news off and just read through that passage again over the next few minutes before we come back. And uh, we're going to we're going to unpack these words because these words are for our time. The Bible is very clear that the angels. They sang glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace, goodwill toward men. And um, if ever we needed peace, it is today. And uh, as Peter reminded us that we need to continue to look up because the Prince of Peace is coming soon. Mm. And so we're going, to, we're going to discover the good news uh, about Jesus, the Prince of Peace, and how he can bring peace into our lives, into our hearts, no matter what is taking place around us. But in the meantime, sit back and listen to some beautiful music from Josh Groban and Brian McKnight, Angels We Have Heard on High.
6: Angels we have heard on high Sweetly singing o'er the plains And the mountains in reply Echoing their joyous strains, Gloria. Gloria in excelsis Deo, glory. See Christ, whose birth the angels sing. Come, adore on bended knee, Christ the.
0: up you are with Danny and Sharissa this afternoon and we are in the final leg Sharissa,
1: it's gone so quick <laughs> it, has, it has
0: gone by so quickly just uh yeah in the break there while the news was going on I was just commenting to Sharissa, just the time flies mm. uh these two hours just zip along for us anyway I'm not mm-hmm. sure for the poor listeners but um <laughs> yeah we we are really enjoying um sharing Today uh, we are looking at um, as we as we seek to land uh, this final program of the year of looking up. We've been going through the Christmas story as it's being um, shared by Luke, the evangelist Luke, who wasn't a disciple of Jesus, but uh, he interviewed eyewitnesses that were uh, that were part of Jesus' discipleship team and part of his ministry team of people that interacted with Jesus and. And uh, under inspiration, under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, He gives us an account of the Christmas story that we have read just before the just before the break. We read Luke chapter two, verses one to twenty. And so, Sharissa, there, there's a lot in this passage that takes us from uh, the census that Caesar Augustus ordered. Mm. He was the emperor of Rome at the time all the way through to when uh, the angels uh, give the give the message to the shepherds mm. that the Christ child has been born and they go to worship him and so forth. What are some things that stand out to you uh, from this Christmas story?
1: Hmm. There's, there's so much and in no particular order. Just the one thing that I was thinking of when I saw this was what the angels said to the shepherds. And he said, you know, um, do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. For there is born to you this day in the city of David, a Savior who is Christ the Lord, and this will be the sign to you. Mm. The sign. Mm. <laughs> and that um, the word sign there is the same word that Jesus uses when um, he talks about the signs of his coming. Oh, wow. Yeah. and so, The signs of his second coming. Second coming, yeah. So, wow. you know, there were signs that, foretold his first coming and then there are signs that as we have been talking about in this program the signs of the jesus second coming are all around us mm. um, so not to miss those signs but, absolutely yeah.
0: and talking about signs uh, in case some of our listeners missed it we have a very special online program that starts next tuesday tuesday wednesday thursday is the one mm-hmm. and uh one of the programs or or, or possibly 2 or 3 or the programs are going to be looking at some of the prophe- uh, some of the prophecies concerning the signs of Jesus first coming. Mm-hmm. And uh, so if, if our listeners would like to tap into that program they can go to the theend.digital, the digital, and uh, you will enjoy that program starts 7:30 uh, the 15th of December 16 and 17 at the same time at the end.digital. Anything else Sharissa that stands out for you?
1: Uh, yeah, I can do another one here. So I just even think it's amazing that an angel appears to shepherds with this announcement from heaven. like the shepherds in that society and probably even today, they're not exactly uh, people that are well regarded. By society, they're often looked on as social outcasts because they spend all their time with the sheep. They talk to sheep. They're with sheep twenty four seven, and certainly in this context, they, their their job kept them from being able to come to the temple perhaps more often than they would have liked. Mm-hmm. And so they were unclean. They were outcasts. But God comes and shares this incredible announcement that the Christ has come. He's born. He shares it with shepherds
0: Wow so not the religious establishment no uh, but these humble shepherds that were not really viewed um, as spiritual leaders in Israel certainly
1: yeah. And interesting there, it says in my Bible, it says they were keeping watch over their flock by uh. night. But the word, I think, if I'm remembering co- correctly in my study was, um, the keeping watch it was not just, yeah, looking at, looking after their sheep, but it gives the impression in the Greek that they were really, really watching. And it's interesting. I'm sure that these shepherds had been thinking about the prophecies of the coming Messiah uh. and they had been talking about, uh, these things. In fact, I know a good commentary on this, it's called the book The Desire of Ages, mm-hmm. um, talks about how they were watching in that sense also, talking about um, the prophecies that pointed to the imminent coming of the Messiah.
0: So they were meditating on the prophecies mm. and they would have had a bit of time to do that. Um, That's true. <laughs> well, well, at night, I mean, because this happened at night, yeah. the angel appeared at night, so the sheep are sleeping. Yeah. So what do you do when the sheep are sleeping? You know, they're not going anywhere. Um, They're hopefully safe and secure, surrounded by the shepherds. Good point. And so they have an opportunity to talk amongst themselves. I can just picture these shepherds, you know, around the campfire. (laughs) Um, They're on the hills of Bethlehem and they're just sharing with one another these prophecies. And I think they would have tapped into that prophecy in Daniel chapter 9 because Daniel chapter 9 is a prophecy that looks at the timing Mm. of the Messiah. So I won't say any more (laughs) because I don't want to steal the thunder of of whether it's Sharissa or Lyle <laughs> or Justin that'll be sharing on that amazing prophecy, but it really is an amazing prophecy. I'm sure that would have come up in conversation.
1: True, yeah, I hadn't thought yeah, of that. Yeah,
0: powerful. I, for me, I mean, there's a number of things as you shared. I've actually preached on, preached on this passage as well as you have, and there's so much. And a couple of the things that you have pointed out, I, you know, I hadn't thought of. But for me, um, it's fascinating here when the angel turns up in verse nine. Luke chapter 2, verse 9, it says at the end of verse 9, And they were greatly afraid. They were greatly afraid. Mm -hmm. And in verse 10, it's very interesting, the first words out of the angel's mouth. Then the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. (laughs) Do not be afraid. So they're greatly afraid, but the angel assures them. Do not be afraid. And and I think of um, our world that we live in, and in particular 2020, it's been a tumultuous year mm. and there's a lot of fear, um, a fear of the unknown. People are not quite sure what 2021 is going to look like. Um, and so the good news is when Christ shows up, mm. you know, and is Christ is, well, God the Father is showing up here through an angel, and an angel is a messenger. And so, when a message from God shows up, it's it's good news, and it's one not to fear. And it's interesting because Jesus, over and over and over again in the Gospels, he shares the same message: Do not be afraid, mm. do not fear. Why were you anxious? Do not be afraid. And uh, and I love um, when Jesus shows up to John in the book of Revelation in chapter one. There he says, Do not be afraid, do mm. not be afraid. You know, I'm the beginning and the end. I have the keys of David. I, I you know, I have, I have the keys of Hades and of death. And so we don't need to be afraid of anything, even death itself, Amen. if Jesus is with us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so over to you. Anything else from you?
1: Yeah, well, as you were talking about that, you know, one, it says... Uh, An angel of the Lord stood before them, and they were greatly afraid. Then the angel says, do not be afraid, and he gives the announcement. And then in verse 13, it says, And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God, (laughs) thanking one angel, and they were
0: afraid. And then
1: suddenly, bang, there's a multitude of them. They might have passed out now.
0: (laughs) If they all turned up at that one for the first time. Yeah.
1: I just, again, I just think, and then what do they do? They, they sing, they praise God, and we have the words of their song. It's mm. that memorable to whoever it was that told Luke about it. But glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. They must never have forgotten that song.
0: No. Yeah. That's powerful. Mm. And if ever there was a time for, for us to share the message of peace and goodwill toward men, Like in the generic sense, it's today, isn't it? Uh, Because our world is filled with um, yeah, just so much, so much uh, of that which is not peace. Mm. Uh, There is so much turmoil in the world. There's uh, there's turmoil in homes. There's turmoil in society on the streets. This year, we've seen you know riots and protests and and. Just as we draw nearer to the coming of Jesus, there's more and more unrest and more and more peace is what people need. And Jesus is the Prince of Peace. Amen. I love, I love um, the story of Jesus in the storm. Mm. He's sleeping in the boat and his disciples. And I think that's in Mark chapter 4 and the other two Gospels also carry the story. And Jesus stands up. The Bible once again says they were greatly afraid. Mm. And Jesus stands up and he says, Peace, be still. Yes. Peace, be still. And if Jesus is in your boat, you can have peace. You can sleep through the storm mm. and you can smile at the storm. Do you remember singing that song? Yeah, With I do. With Christ in the vessel. You can smile at the storm. You can sing it, but I will <laughs>
1: <laughs> With <laughs> Jesus you... in the vessel, we can smile at the storm. Smile at the storm, smile at the storm. With Jesus in the vessel, we can smile at the storm as we go sailing.
7: Home Home. (laughs) and then
1: sailing, sailing home, sailing, sailing home with Jesus in the vessel. We can smile at the storm as we go sailing home. Fantastic! That's my first special item.
0: There you go. And, folk, you have that with no extra charge. (laughs) That has been just thrown into this final program of the year. You sure. can turn the volume up now. <laughs> well, you know what? they they would have they, their ears would have exploded if I would have joined in with that singing. Oh, have mercy, have mercy. Just
1: think about the angels singing there Oh you know? wow. Like that's like performing Handel's Messiah for the crew, the you know, the backstage crew. Like I know, the just, shepherds got to hear the greatest <laughs> concert.
0: Yeah, in, in all of human history. Yep. There's been nothing like it. True. There has been nothing like it since. But I can just imagine what those heavenly choirs are going to be like mm. in the New Jerusalem. And Amen. really, if we have if we have Jesus front and center in our lives, we can be part of that group that will experience that, that joyful praise and worship experience such as we cannot even begin to fathom in the New Jerusalem. Amen. So we need to be looking up because Jesus is coming soon and he will be taking as many as are willing to be part of his kingdom of love to be with him. And so we don't want to miss out on that, do we? No. We don't want to miss out on that. It's not worth it. No, absolutely not. There's um, a couple of other things. Oh, well, we've still got a little bit of time. Um, it's interesting that, you know, today there's, um, yeah, no, there's, you know, pe- people love to hear a story from, you know, we call it from rags to riches. From rags to riches, you know, people love to hear those stories. But here we have the opposite. We have Jesus Christ going from riches to rags. And mm. it says he was wrapped in swaddling cloths.
1: Mm, good point.
0: This is the king of the universe mm. and he's wrapped in swaddling cloths, which is just some ordinary material, and put in a manger. He's put in the in the feeding trough of the animals and uh Yeah, Yeah, it's just—it's just beyond beyond comprehension.
1: And yet, that news, hearing that the King of Kings had come like that, is something as a savior that I'm sure those shepherds, as humble as they were, could have been strangely drawn Mm. to because they could. There was someone that was coming that could relate to them. Was above them or like too 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 important for them to know about? Absolutely.
0: I haven't thought about that, but it's true. Yeah, the shepherds would have been very home, very much at home in that manger mm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> with the sheep. I'm sure there yeah, would have yeah. been some sheep there. And it's interesting it says, uh, they were in they were in the manger because there was, sorry, yeah, they were in this place where there was a manger.
1: Mary and Joseph.
0: Mary and Joseph, because there was no room for them in the inn. Mm. And I asked myself, is there room for Jesus in my heart, and especially at Christmas time? Mm. There is, you know, there is so much fanfare, there are presents, there are dinners, there are gatherings, and nothing wrong with any of that. But is there any room for Jesus in your heart and in your life this Christmas time? Amen. Or are we just so full of everything else? Mm. Yeah, beautiful message here. And, folk, we're, we're coming to the end. There's so much more in that passage. Um, but I just pray that you and I, uh, wherever we may be, that we will do as the shepherds did, that we will make widely known
5: Amen.
8: the
0: good news, that there is a Saviour, and He has come 2,000 years ago, the first time, right on time, and He's coming back again, the second time, right on time, very, very soon. Amen. And so I pray that you'll be looking up, and, um, and joining us, Sharissa and myself, and many others as we prepare for the soon return of Jesus. Now, before we go to our final segment, I uh, want to encourage you to sit back and to listen to this beautiful piece of music from Francesca Barticelli, Messiah. What a way to conclude our program this afternoon. But stay tuned. We'll be back.
7: Long awaited Precious promise, Son of God and Son of Man Heaven's glory in a manger has come to us in back.
0: Welcome back to Faith FM and Looking Up. And we're in the final throes of this afternoon's final program. I pray that you have been blessed as much as we have been blessed. Uh, Yeah, we just want to thank you for joining us uh, during the course of this wonderful journey on looking up from May all the way through to right now. And we're looking forward to continuing this journey with you next year, God willing, uh, when we resume in January. Not sure exactly what Wednesday that'll be, but um, you will find out in, in good time. want to thank Liam. Liam's been a fantastic uh, producer. He's heading off to Brisbane to hang out with his dearly beloved Josie, and we wish them both all the best. Sharissa.
1: Yes. It's
0: been great to have you these Uh, last few weeks, and you're carrying on next year, aren't you?
1: Yes. I'll be here, God willing.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, praise the Lord for that. And, um, so, Charissa, tell us about uh, the giveaway.
1: Yeah, so if you've been listening to today's program and you're interested in our free offer, you can pick up, if you're the first in, first served, pick up a free copy of an incredible book called The Desire of Ages and a wonderful commentary on the life of Christ. First in, first will get it. So call 1-800-324-843 or text us on 491 for your free copy.
0: Fantastic. Thank you so much for that. Well, folk, it is the end of Looking Up for 2020. It's been great to have you on this journey and I pray that you'll be blessed, abundantly blessed um, with your family, friends and whoever else you happen to hang out with and connect with this Christmas. Stay safe. God bless you. And don't forget, keep looking up. up.
9: Keep looking up, don't give up, don't give up when there's pain deep in your heart. Keep looking up, don't give up, don't give up should the tears begin to start. With a prayer, all your cares he will cast into the depths of the sea, I know His love is there for me. We make our plans, and still it's God who directs our ways. He knows each step I make He knows each breath I take It's in our darkest hour We find our greatest need He knows what's best for you and me Keep looking up, don't give up, don't give up When there's pain deep in your heart Keep looking up, don't give up, don't give up Should the tears begin to start With a prayer or your kiss he will cast into. The depths of the sea, his love is always there for me. In every trial we face, precious lessons
8: we can
9: learn. My faith grows stronger. plan for me more clear His hand cuts diamonds from all we see as simple stones I've learned to place my trust in Him Keep looking up, don't you up up when there's pain deep in your heart, keep looking up. Don't give up, don't give up. Should the tears begin to start? is always there for- His love is always there for me His love is always there for me